Aloha, you are listening to the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It is time for another episode of uh, your favorite super fans who are kind of brimming right now because the NFL season just kicked off and we are huge football fans. And uh, I know we got excited seeing that game, but that just got us more pumped because in about 48 hours, actually the game will be over in 48 hours by then, which is crazy, but... uh, Hawaii football. We'll be playing the Oregon State Beavers, so we're going to talk about that. But we're excited um, to have again with us our boy, Sean Iman. What's going on, Sean? What's up, fellas? What's up, Warrior Nation? And, of course, Lao Lao Head is in the house. Aloha. Football's back. Thank you for having me, Brother Wayne. I I have to have you. You know, you're you're, um, just the Lao Lao Head, but... You know, I was looking through some photos today. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, like um, the Oregon State game and the photos that we were taking before and after. And it's like, it's crazy now that it's starting to settle in that we're never going to watch a game in the stadium ever again, you know? Mm. Yeah. What's it been like for you guys just, um, you know, thinking back? And, first of all, we don't even know where we're going to get back in the stadium, period. But it's not going to be a lot of stadium. And mm. I don't know if we're ever going to get that closure, it seems like. Uh, Fuchsia was like, yeah, maybe when we get to see it blow up. And that's sadly probably going to be the time we get closure, which is not what I wanted at all. Um, but I'm glad we had some great memories of that as well. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we opened a new era on campus with uh, T.C. Ching Field. No, no fans, quote unquote. And I want to say, quote unquote, no fans, because there was at least one fan in the house. So I'm going to shout him out again. <laughs> Um, he's going to remain anonymous because he's, you know, what it, you know, he wants to. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind him. Like, go and do your thing, bro. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, what has it been like, Sean? What is it like watching? Because I know you've been really jonesing for this. And not that, and Shane has as well. But, you know, you're starting a new season. And once again, another opener, home opener. And you're not even allowed to go. Yeah, just going back to Aloha Stadium, it's like I, I drive by there and I get sad. Every, like every time I drive by it and it's, you know, it happens a couple times a week and I just get sad because I just want, I want one more game to send her out right, you know, just to say goodbye because, you know, like nobody says goodbye better than Hawaii. Yeah. And so that makes me sad. And even this past weekend made me sad because, you know, they had this brand new era dawning in – Manoa at the TC Chain Complex, and and once again, no fans were there. So I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's shiny. It's new. It looks great, but you know, no fans except outside of maybe a couple. Yeah, I mean, well, the good thing is a lot of our friends who are also you know associated with the program in a way that they can work um, allows them to enter and be a part. So. You know, that's going to be a cool memory for them, uh, you know, definitely to stay there at the very first game at T.C. Ching. But, you know, I think it does it does have an effect on, you know, and it has affected me, and I talked about this yesterday too. You know, for me, like, you know, I'm a psychopath. So, like, when I think about missing <laughs> Hawaii football, I'm, like, really sad. Like, like, irrationally sad, you know. Like, I've given up even this week. You know, I have tickets. I literally have season tickets to my favorite football team and my other favorite second team. And I'm still going to Oregon State for a place that I don't even have tickets for because I'd rather be at a Hawaii football game. And even if it throws me in some random city in Oregon that's going to be far away from Kansas City, I might actually get back to L.A. in time for the Rams game. Um, so we'll see. Um, and that's not a big deal. You know, whether it is or not, I mean, Hawaii is the thing, but – I haven't missed a game since, you know, after college, I graduated in 2007 and I was excited to come home. I went to college in New York, came home to Hawaii and I was like, okay, I'm going to get season tickets. And I did with my friend and I never missed again. never, ever missed a game since 2007. And um, it was a great year, obviously, to start having my own season tickets too. But now that I've, when you do something so often, it's like, you, you can't miss, you can't miss the game. Even though my streak, really that home streak, started a lot longer and I was like man I I can't miss it for anything I I, you know I left my friend's wedding early I was like it's your fault for having your wedding and he sat with us in the front row crew even more mad at him I was like are you kidding me you made a a Saturday wedding in the fall 
anyways, so I, I was like, sorry, bro. You know I got to leave, and he let me leave. Uh, <laughs> but even for me now, not getting into the stadium, it feels like I guess I don't need to be at every game. You know, like a part of me is like, eh, I guess life goes on and it's fine and I'm still a fan. But it saddens me because a lot of other people I know feel the same, but they're not, a, they're not psychopaths like me. So they're not going to, um, you know, they, they could easily fall off the train. And I've seen that. We all have seen that. Our casual friends, like, forget, like, there's a game. I asked my friend. I was talking to her and her dad was in the car. I was like, you going to watch the game? And he's like, what game? I was like, the UH game? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that team. I was like, wow. And he's like, oh, that's the night. Yeah, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's crazy because these are people that I what, consider UH fans. Like, they buy UH stuff. They maybe are not as football as much as, like, other sports, but they're, they're definitely in the know of UH athletics. So I guess my question is, like, is, is what kind of effect, you know, and does it affect you, Shane, and how has it affected, um, you know, maybe your friends? And do you think – long-term for our program i mean what does this mm. keeping us out of the stadium like this uh keeping us out well i guess you you guys all hit the nail on the head as far as a lost stadium and i mean you put it real in perspective when you said we didn't have closure wayne you know mm -hmm. after that um exciting hawaii bowl victory over byu none of us expected to hear oh uh, you guys never going to see another game in a lost stadium. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like Sean. Every time I, I pass by, I see it. I There's so many great memories that just run through my mind every time I, I see that place. And it, it's it's sad. Like, we never got, like like Sean said, if if we had known this was gonna, there was a final game, oh, we would have had such a great time. There would have been a huge celebration greatest tailgate of all time you know what i mean it just would yeah. have been it would yeah. have been crazy and as far as the new tc ching um when i was doing an interview on hawaii news now the other day mm -hmm. oh, I, I i said <laughs> i said that i don't even remember the last time i missed not only a game but especially a home opener. Mm -hmm. That's like yeah. the, the home yeah. opener and the season ender. Those are yeah. like the two. I always tell like, yeah. I have a lot of friends that are casual UH fans, but yeah. I always tell them if there's any games, you guys got to uh -huh. go at least be there for the opener and for the closer. That's the two most important games. And so, it, it, yeah. And, and like you said, us being psychopath fans, <laughs> <laughs> and for the yeah. school just not acknowledging that and realizing that there's a handful of special fans that we should make a little bit consideration for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, man, like we all bleed green for yeah. years. And, and I hear DeMello, Stephen Sai, RJ Hollis, they talk. And there could have been a way where they could have made it safe. Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate what the state leaders are trying to do here, keeping us safe and putting our health at the you know, at top priority. But they, we could have figured out a way to at least get a hand. Yeah. I mean, and there, the thing you know? is like, and then to that point, it's like, I don't know. I mean, that's not on the state to make a plan. You know, like mm -hmm. all the teams have to make their own plans and they're crazy. And I don't know if UH was prepared to do that either because if they were, I would have been fighting. And I tried to. But if there's no plan in place, it, it's hard. But at the same time, like you said, you, you see, we see tourists going to major bigger functions and everything. It seems wrong. Um, but no, continue, Shane. Continue. Keep going. No, no. That, no, that's pretty much... Pretty much it. And then, like, we've all talked about it. Everybody's been talking about it. Like, how we watch on TV, see the Wisconsin pack oh, jump around, oh, enter the Sandman, and we're like, holy crap. Yeah. And just, like, today's game, the I was watching the pregame where I had the concert with Ed Sheeran and stuff. I was like, oh, but it's like a, a sardine packed. I was like, holy crap. And out of like thousands of people, I only saw like one person wearing a mask. And like, 
Oh, this is pretty <laughs> insane. <laughs> so, but, yeah, um, yeah it, it's, just, it's just tough. I know football is just a small part of life, but in, in, we've sacrificed so much these past, yeah. you know, over a year. It's been almost two years, and it, we need to have some joy. And, yeah. and for me, as a diehard football fan, mm-hmm the sport just brings me joy and I'm tired of hearing COVID. I'm tired of seeing people fight over vax and non-vax and mask and non-mask. I think sports is something that can bring people together. You know, Mm -hmm. it should bring people together. But even nowadays you see freaking people fighting in the stands during a preseason football game. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) Enough They're so antsy of all, all of staying indoors that they forgot how to act, you know, at a game. But we for just, Hawaii, uh, what were you say, Sean? We we just need to come together and just hate Fresno State with all <laughs> exactly. our being. Just, yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to do that as a as a state. Mm-hmm. But I I just think that we need to find like find a way forward so at least some people, twenty percent, thirty percent, you know, mm-hmm. can at least be there. I mean, everybody else seems yeah. to have figured it out. And it's like, why are, why are we the I only don't even school? think there's, yeah. Why I don't are we even the think only the school, school that hasn't figured this out? You know, I, 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 yeah. don't, I don't yeah. get it. It's, yeah. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating it because, you know, I just, I don't feel right. This is the longest I've gone without watching a UH football game in person. And I, honest to God, I do not feel right. I feel strange. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 hard, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. And, yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's super hard. I think it's crazy mm-hmm. that they had to lock people off for so long. But yep. overall, it's going to affect the program. Period. It's going to mm-hmm. keep people from ne- people are not going to yeah. ever go back. Yep. And, so and even back. even though they're playing here, it's like I've been watching two years of UH playing on the road. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing in the backyard, but doesn't it feel like a home game? Yeah. There's no home like, field oh. really advantage either. Yeah. So that's, that's sad. And that's something that, uh, you know, we can only do so much for and whatever it is, what it is. Like we said, and in Hawaii too, we already know that we're at a precarious place. And even in the mainland, a lot of people have been approaching me saying, Oh, like, you know, Hawaii doesn't want people to travel there. And I'm like, well, no, 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 <laughs> no. So don't go. And, I mean, like, it, only so much can be done, right? Obviously, the governor and lieutenant governor can only do so much. But it isn't a good time to travel to Hawaii. And, and, and really, I, the fact that it seems like UH football has to be the one that's taking the brunt of the, you know. And, and like I said, this should have been foreseen, though. Everything is foreseen. Like, I, there was all this like talk about, yeah, we're going to have, you know, 9,000 fans. Like we knew like Hawaii wasn't exactly moving at a pace where we we're going to open. So I'm, I wasn't surprised. And we were saying this in July. So there should have been talk there before the, oh, the vaccination cards will be mandatory, which was great. What about what if the other what ifs? Because I don't think those were really even considered, um, period, at all. So that's a little disappointing because, yes, it's not like we would have to do something that's never been done before because other states have done. And we'd have vaccination plus people wearing masks, plus we could have, we could have distanced. Um, yeah. So there is somebody, and it's not like Governor Ige is not going to sit down and make a plan, and neither is Don Giardi. Um, you know, and they take a blame for a lot of other things, but I'm not going to blame them for this one solely because – I, when I want something and I'm in charge of something, I'm going to make it happen for me. Blanjardi, as much as he loves VH football, obviously is in his, definitely in his blood. I mean, he wore the uniform. He coached. Um, and he's a fan. And he negotiated TV contracts. So it's clear that he, like, questioning his allegiance to UH football would be really stupid. I mean, he's literally a person who's a part of the program's history. Um, but he... That's not what he's thinking about right now. He's dealing with like protesters at freaking Honolulu. Yes, Hall. he's got bigger fish oh, to fry. So, <laughs> but I'm saying like that is as a school, like, and I would have said, okay, Steven, so I would have leaked out. This is what our plan was. This is what it looked like. 
we would have had intervals, people coming in at certain gates. You could only come in if you sit on this Malka side. Mm -hmm. You can only come in through this gate. You must park over here. You must arrive at this time, 45 minutes prior. You must sit in where, you know, where there's no tape. Right. I literally went to a year and a half worth of games like that, including a Super Bowl that I attended. So, yes, it can be done. Um, has any of the people at UH went to one of those? I guess, I bet you not. Not one of them did because they're not the types. That go. Nobody in the state. No, I'm not going to just pick on UH. The politicians, when they travel, I mean, do they learn anything and bring anything home? No, because our, our rail would have looked way different. It wouldn't be antiquated. Like, literally, China is using magnets and floating on them with their high-speed rail, and we're still trying to, like, steal and steal. So Hawaii is behind everywhere. But when you can't identify trends, like, we might not be able to get, in, to get into the stadium, which we all saw from a mile away. You need to come up with a contingency plan. And I agree, Stephen Sai is on the school's page. So I would have on the, on the fans' side. So the school is really – and the school should want to have fans because of obviously the money. So I, I, I would have been fighting for it too. Like I would have been in the paper like, no, we have a plan. I, I you know, I sincerely, but you know, everybody's really scared because it's a state hierarchy, right? They're literally, these are state employees. So, um, you know, we're not going to get anybody really advocating for the fence because if it was a private school, it'd probably be different, probably be different. And if there were a different leadership because people that are less, more aggressive, we don't have that aggressive type. So, um, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, that's why it's, it, it's rough because it can be done, but it's not. But in any case, uh, Oregon State this didn't, week. Didn't Matlin, Matlin, didn't Matlin say they made a pitch and it was rejected? What was the pitch? The, for a reduced yeah, amount. Yeah, I know. What was no the fans. pitch? You can't just yeah. ask for a reduced amount. You have to, like, what I just said. Needs yeah. to be written out on paper and shown in a plan. That needs to be done. Not just, oh, can we pretty please get 50%? Like, literally, <laughs> probably what they did. With sugar on top. <laughs> like, come on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're a fan, like, you know, like, at our level of how much we care about the team, they're not, nobody that works for the team that's getting a salary is at this level of love for this team. Flat out. And I want to say this flat out with no reservation. Because people like us who could be doing so many other things who are not getting paid, and that is the thing, paid with money that comes into our accounts every once or twice a week, whatever, every, you know, like th that's different being an employee and being a fan. And I have, nobody has made the kind of sacrifices that I've made. I know personally for this team. Right. So and I know other people haven't as well, but those things will never be validated because Paying to get into it. So even if we had 20%, I hate to say it, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be the ones getting in. The 20% would be the 20%, just like at Fresno right. State. When I was Fresno State last year working as media for an empty game, you best believe their rich people were, their, their butts were in the seats. Hell no, they were going to get locked out when they support the program. You know, mm -hmm. and so, and I don't blame them either. They probably donate so much. They're like, no, no, I'm going to be there. And there were, there are at least like, you know, 40, 50 boosters there. You know, at the game, which is fine. You know, it's like there it's a forty thousand seat stadium, you know, so they're gonna be fine and everybody's wearing a mask. So, you know, like like you said, there are are ways. It's just like, do you want to make it happen? And if you don't, it's fine. You know, but that's the thing. Like if my parents don't want to do something, it's because they didn't want to. Like they would tell me, like, oh, it's the time or the money, but ultimately it's the desire. Because it's the desire that does anything. It's the desire that got me into a lot of Super Bowls and actually not rich. It's shocking to a lot of people, but it's my desire. It has nothing to do with the, whatever it takes. It's whatever it takes. So that's what bothers me is that I would be fighting and the parents I know wanted to fight. I told you, I talked to parents on the phone. I won't name the parents. Right. I talked to parents of players on the phone who talked to me directly about, called me directly about parents getting in. Me. At the very least, they should be let in, yeah. you know, so, the family you know, it is and it, and it is it is it is sad because at the very least it should be and at the very least even if i were the coach or the, the ad i would have said just come in like what is blanchard going to be waiting outside is Ige going to have his henchmen waiting at the door to make sure that no they weren't and that's that's another point too is like you could do you know under you could you could do any kind you know whatever without making a scene you know but it is what it is, you know, and it is hard because the state did put 
the school in a tough spot. And when you are so afraid, which we, it's a pattern amongst with this school, with a lot of people in um, the hierarchy, the, the bureaucracy that is state government, especially in Hawaii, there is a, you know, a, just, there, there is a fear of being out of line. This is why I never work. This is why someone like me never works in a normal nine to five structured, any type of corporate structure or bureaucratic structure. Because when you can point out easily spot, you know, ineffective, inefficient ways of doing things, you get shot down. And that's the sad thing because I know UH had to have people come through their program. And I'm, now it might be picking on UH a little bit. It's because look at marketing, because that's what's always brought up on these shows. But there had to be a student or something that was like, you know, I think we should do it this way. And they're like, nah, we've been doing it this way for 25 for, years, yeah. 40. Yeah, so yeah. why would we change? And then they go on to a different school and then go do it over there. So, I mean, I, I'm sure we're not the only ones that are, are geniuses that came up with ideas. It's just like, sadly, that they're so stuck in this structure and this bureaucracy and um they're all at fault in my opinion like they're all at fault you're i'm a fan i you're you're getting a salary so i'm not you're you're not you're not doing anything for me really especially if nothing's happening if you fall backwards and just take it what are you doing for me as a fan nothing yet people still sympathize with leaders i, I they're getting salaries i don't know how to tell you anything else this show's they, not even sponsored i had someone sponsored for 20 dollars. so just to pay it's like we're talking they, about people who get hundreds. They changed up the intro. It's like, come on! <laughs> oh, they changed. <laughs> it's like they, they changed up the intro. They ran on Hawaii '78, right? Or, oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, Is that they what had they did? A different. Yeah, they didn't play Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Oh, the so, band played it. The band played Hawaii '78, or they played on the thing. No, oh, they well, on the, no the wonder. Oh, okay. sound. Yeah. But so I'm looking forward to that. Like, if we get fans in there and everyone things that i think that could be like that'd be cool chicken yeah, skin that'd be cool so, that'd be really cool i agree um well, i mean yeah, I, I think, think there's a lot of great stuff that could happen not too many people are picking uh over the nfl wayne so you know props to you for that and yeah exactly just just the yeah, fact that like e like even if yeah we we wouldn't be there if they let 20 percent in you know we don't we don't have they didn't get the call you know, so I, the hardest of the hardcore fans are the ones going to be having to choose whether they pay for pay-per-view or watch it the next day. And like, and there's long-standing uh, ramifications for this. It's like, you know, I talk to people and it's like, oh, on game day. And it's like, oh, UH plays today? It's, it's already happening. You know, people, people are either going to kick down the gate and, you know, like, let me in. Or people are just going to say, eh, you know shrug their shoulders and go on with their merry lives. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, <laughs> 15,000 might be enough for this school. Oh, 14,000 will definitely be. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I think the 35,000, I almost like this whole in Lowell stadium project is like, yeah, I don't even, I, it is what it is, but um, the only way is if our, if we were our success in 2007, if we were consistently good like Boise, then we could probably get that consistent 30, 35. But because we're just like, and then just always at the bottom of the, the pack, we'll never get that consistent fan turnout, you know? You know, Hawaii fans, we're, we only... They're, they're the biggest bandwagon people in the world, kind of. Well, know? I mean, even at Boise, even at Boise, they're losing fans. They're losing fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're that's true, too. They're yeah. not being prioritized, the everyday fan. Mm -hmm. They're prioritizing. They want to be big time. It's like the big time programs. They want to, you know, prioritize the richer people who donate to the program, which, you know, and people say it makes sense, but it's not like the money directly goes to athletes or players. It goes to pay salaries of administrators of mm -hmm. support staff which are needed as well I'm not saying that it's not but it's like it, it's their salaries keep getting higher and players are not getting paid anything and now they can make money and with nil but still it's not like the school has to really fork out that much so it's just sad that we um you know we are seeing our program trend in one way and you know 
I don't think much has been. And this is from the very beginning till now. I've said this every show. It's like the growing the fan base is the most important thing that the team can do. And that's what we're trying to accomplish as well for free. Nobody's paying us to do this. No one's paying me to, I'm paying for the, the web hosting of this podcast, everything on my own. And it's like all of this is content being delivered to other people, which is getting as many views as most of the stuff being put out by people who are getting paid. And that's just not, and that's just not, it's just the facts that I'm saying, but I'm saying like, if I can do that on my own time, literally, which I am as a fan doing this on my own time, what can be done more effectively by people who are in positions of power? And that, that is what bugs me because this is the time to fight and stand up for this program because you know, I mean, there was a lot of padding on the back of getting a 9,000-seat stadium, which is way too small. 9,000 is way too small. Putting in extremely generic suites that had really bad louvers on them and one bar against the front. Like, dude, like, I go to so many suites now. Like, I know what it's supposed to look like, you know? So it's like, I'm not impressed by this stuff because I know what can go, what's, what stuff really is supposed to look like. But, you know, in Hawaii, we're like, oh, anything that's different. Like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. It's so new. But it's like, nah, I went to like, you know, a really freaking remote part of America. And they had, oh, Lake Elsinore, the stadium I just went to, Lake Elsinore, California. And that, that stadium had not only cool areas had an area where you go in and it's a bar indoors air conditioned with leather chairs people are playing nintendo people are playing gamecube people are playing and they had a huge screen this is while the game's going outside which is a, a low a game barely anybody's paying attention but they're eating the food they had great food i was like that's the stadium experience like what happened like like i built then this is on my last tour that lens sakata tour like of course we were like oh lens sakata there he is we're taking photos but i'm like let's order more food and it's like that's the experience that we could have at UH. And that's what I'm saying. That's that that is mm-hmm. that's not gonna appeal to every fan though, right? It's not gonna it might appeal to us, um, but it's not gonna appeal to the school maybe if they have to do something special, if they have to go and build another area. Well, yeah, that's part of the thing is you need to give them a great experience because if you're just relying on win loss and our team's no good, then a lot of people aren't gonna show up. If our you team show is them never good, good. That's the thing. It's like so rarely good that that needs to be thought of all how is that not a thing all the time? Like, but if you show them, you know? if you show them a good time and they, you're like, Oh, so what if, you know, UH lost, but you know, I had a great time. They're going to yeah. come back. Of course. Yeah. So I, and I just, we just keep coming back to this. The yeah, longer that UH, the U that lo- the longer that UH has fans stay away, the more fans will stay away. Yes, exactly. 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 That's why they need to do the little things. Like, if they had just made that first the Portland game state for free, yeah, that would have went such a long way with yep. the fans. Just something small like that. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the money guy. I don't know behind the scenes. I don't know how much money it would have costed. But in the long term, if you you need fans, that's the yep. bottom line, and that would have went such a long way to help you get the fan support but uh they choose not to you know uh is going the way of boxing you know boxing sold out to pay-per-view and it failed to establish a younger fan base and now boxing is irrelevant ufc surpassed it so and they understand that you need to give away free product to to have a fan base exactly yeah and i mean it's when you make it harder as all these years, it would have went a long way to just donate some of the shittiest seats in Aloha Stadium to any kid and their parent who never came to a game before and mm-hmm. finally had the chance to um, come to a Aloha Stadium and be a part of this program and feel maybe connected and want to come back and pay the next time. And then maybe it'll be a psychopath fan like us one day. But you know, they fail to grow because that requires long-term. Just like politicians, right? They don't think long-term because they're only going to be elected in the short term. So when you only worry about yourself, which is what is going on, people thinking about their own welfare, which some will say is a rational behavior, practical behavior that a human being would have. But when it comes to fans who are irrational by nature, because we're not getting paid to do what we're doing, yet we care more. You can't, that, there, therein lies 
the issues that we have. It's like, and the disconnect. So um, when people say that they're fans, and even if they work for the, I, I don't believe that. When you're disconnected from what fans are saying, you don't understand. You're, like, you're not paying attention. And like for one thing, if they really want to grow, they still have this campaign to grow TC Ching. When are you gonna? When are you gonna say we'll put up bricks, commemorative bricks with your name on it? I have a brick in front of Angel Stadium, that was built in the '60s. I have a brick with my name on it, my sister, my niece that passed away, my grandma's name, that I paid for. That's literally in the front of Angel Stadium. If you walk there in Anaheim, you will see it. How is a professional team giving me a guy who's only been a fan of the Angels for like 20 years since I probably when I really became an Angels fan? It's like. That should be something easy at a new stadium. Like, you don't even need to. You don't. You could get the bricks donated. You could have a. You, you could make a separate wall. I mean, like you could actually make it practical. Like, use it. Use the bricks to actually build something. You know, like mm. places to eat. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just crazy. Like there's so many ways because we already see it at other stadiums. We already see how it's done. But for us, we need to reinvent the wheel. Every we need to. <laughs> go through a whole you know menagerie of mm -hmm. leadership positions just to get something improved and um, I'm tired of that being an excuse though because that's an excuse for people on the on the bottom part of the totem pole to not do exemplary jobs you know it's like when I do a job too like if I'm not being stretched if like my talent isn't being used which most jobs are not really stretching me so that's why I do crazy stuff on my own and just you know do crazy stuff because whatever I think going to jobs is crazy for some people too because it's like i don't know what people are trying to accomplish but if you're if your job is to run my favorite team and you're getting paid for it you're going to be held accountable like you're, you're going to be we do that to the coaches obviously we always get on the coach but the coach is not the only one that run the team he we didn't even hire someone actually had to hire the coach so that's that's who we look at we're going to talk about um job performance and we're going to talk about overall performance so you know, that's being said, I know we didn't want to dwell too much, but that, the stadium will oh. be a topic. But, you know, Oregon <laughs> State is coming up. Um, all three of us, I believe, or did any of us predict early on, you know, we're in our show, um, Oregon State, uh, you know. Uh, I think only Dave Reardon picked Oregon State to win. They are picked us to beat Oregon State. You mean. Yeah, I think we all picked. We all yeah, picked, we Oregon, all picked State. Oregon State. Okay, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, we all picked Oregon State. Shane said forty-two twenty-eight. I said thirty-one seventeen. Sean said, said thirty-five seventeen. Thirty-five seventeen. So, um, do you guys want to change any of that? Not me. I. I'm. I'm not impressed with these first two games at all. It seems like our team went, we went downhill. I mean, we, we, I've seen, you know, that Fresno State almost pull out the win over Oregon. You had um, Nevada beating Cal. You have all these teams looking like they're improving. But when I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy we got our win last week. Yeah. A win is a win. Yeah. But I wasn't thrilled with the way we won. Yeah, no, it, for sure. Absolutely. It's like yeah. if we play like this against any other team for the rest of the season, we're going to get our asses whooped. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm not well, asking that, to pull out a win on Saturday, but please be competitive. That's all we need to do, man. Play with aggression. Play with like Coach Graham always says speed and physicality. <laughs> I've never I haven't seen that all year yet, uh, man. Come on, man. Uh, so, so that, like, uh, that UCLA loss doesn't look as bad this week. No, as oh, yeah, first, for, for sure, first, for so. sure. But um, that first quarter was good. That's kind of what I wanted to see against Portland State. But that second half, we I, I understand he was kind of kind of using it as a scrimmage and kind of wanted to test some stuff out, but. There's no way we should be giving up 400, 500 yards to an FCS oh, yeah, team. No. It was, you know, and too many turnovers. Um, it, yeah, it was. I liked the first quarter. I hated the second half. So <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually uh, optimistic that we can maybe. I had 35-17. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a better showing than that. I think we might be able to keep it closer than that on the road. 
in Corvallis this weekend? Well, the point favor, uh, point spread is in favor of the Beavers. They're right now giving 11 points. Uh, yeah. Us. So, I mean, I think that's about right. Um, you know, I'm, I always expect to be double digit when we're on the road, especially against, uh, you know, Pac 12 opponent. But, you know, I, I think uh, it was interesting this. Their their first game, Oregon State, they lost to Purdue, but obviously mm-hmm. they played a good team. But their quarterback situation is a little shaky. Um, I don't know how many – it would be interesting to see comparison of the our last time we played them two years ago, how many people are returning. Because it's basically the same teams from last year. So, right. you know, so it's really that we, we shouldn't be that different of a team. Obviously, I think – I don't know if – I think Cole played the whole game against Oregon State, right? Did did uh, Chevin come in? And it's like that game was too no, he didn't. Much. No, he no. Didn't. Yeah, that's still Cole played the whole. That's the one. The uh, our kicker, uh, Mescal. Didn't yeah, he yeah. missed like four field goals. Oh yeah, he finally he made, made the one that counted. Yeah, 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 then, yeah, right. then yeah. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, uh, Chevin though has. Obviously, did play a lot in 2019, and last year finally got the the reins. But you know, I'm willing to give him a little bit of pass for it with some of his with any issues he has, just because of the fact he has to go through so many different offensive coordinators, which I'm sure is not easy. I mean, he's going through so many every year. But at the same time, um, you know, he could be challenged as well. Do you guys think? Uh, I know Shager has been getting some time. How do you guys think that? Uh, you think he could be trusted if, if Shevin went down, or if do you think that he could challenge Shevin to take his job from him? What do you think, Shane? Mm, nah, I don't like how Rolo used to do that platooning, or he would take out um, Cole. Well, I mean, not necessarily platooning, just like literally. Because there are already people, and I'm not saying like I, I'm I'm not at all even thinking that Shevin is going to lose his job. But mm. I mean, if Shevin has bad games, I to me I I wasn't against Rolo taking out Cole. I think it made him better when he would need to go out. Like sometimes Cole was just bad, but sometimes yeah. Shevin is just bad too. So <laughs> I, I so he needs to be like I'm. It's just like any other position to me. Like if you're not playing well, you're not like you you're not playing well, but. Obviously, you want to have a, a level of consistency uh, with the team. So uh, I'm not saying that it's advantageous, but I don't know. If I were the Niners, I'd probably be playing uh, Trey Lance as much as possible, maybe, you know, right away, even if he's not the starter. You know, I, like the way the Saints use – like I, I think it is possible to be effective platooning as well. And I know I'm saying it even in this case. I don't even know, but – um, I don't even know. They don't. I don't think they complement each other. Also, like how Cole and Shevin complement each other in a way that you know um, added different dimensions. But um, people have been, you know, we we not that we're, we are saying, oh, it's time to really focus on this quarterback situation. Um, Shevin had was seventy percent in the last game, um, or sixty percent. What was he? Um, so now he's sixty percent for the season. Like he's not doing terribly, and I think we're all trying to get back into um, the flow. But are we ready to beat Oregon State right now? Is really ultimately the question we were we were asking. And I think the way that we came out against Portland State was really impressive. I mean, the first quarter, the way that uh, we really owned the game. Like to me, that I knew that we were better than them right off from the beginning. Like I was like, okay, we we're better than these guys. Like now it's just on us to not let them in the game and we did right in the fourth quarter when they when they were coming back but the game was honestly kind of out of to me it was out of reach already anyways and it was just on to us and solid teams will sustain their large leads i'm not saying that was a good crush your soul you know but we were practicing (laughs) different things too uh but can we beat oregon state right now i think we could but i'd stay with my prediction 31 17 of course i hope it's wrong or i hope it's the other way um, but this Oregon State team, too, has their own issues with their quarterback, and they're trying to establish the run. I guess they have, like, three different running backs, but they still didn't, mm. um, you know. So they're still working things out, too. Um, and the game should be actually not a very cold game. It's probably going to be maybe at, like, high 60s um, for kickoff. It's a night game. Actually, it's a night game, so it's probably going to be colder. But still, even if it's, like, mid or low 60s, it's not 
Um, nice. That's not that's not bad for a game, especially mm. if you're playing football and sweating a lot. So um, those shouldn't be factors. Uh, but Oregon State, just the history we have with them, I think oh my is gosh. hilarious, right? I hate them. Yeah. I absolutely cannot stand. They're like they're <laughs> in my top five like most hated teams. I just I cannot stand them. Because the poaching, the poaching incident. Yeah, they they come. Yeah, they come here. They take our players. Like, like even the yeah the Colt Brennan. You know that we had a whole bunch of Oregon State people sitting around us and just, you know, it was. I was mad at the people that sold their tickets to Oregon State people. It's like, come on. (laughs) And it's just oh that game, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, 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 two thousand six. Yeah, I wasn't even. I was in college. I had to watch that on TV. Yeah. It's just they've been a thorn in our side. That's why it made me so happy when we beat them yeah. a couple years ago. Like, I, I cannot stand them. I hate them. <laughs> Mike Riley. Mike Riley was always poached. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Shane? What are you looking forward to with this game? And what are your thoughts when it comes to Sloppy Beavers? Oh, <laughs> eat beaver. <laughs> Well, I'm just excited oh. to bust out my Eat the Beaver shirt. Eat the beavers. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, no. Dirty beavers. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I – just, we're not playing to our caliber, man. And we're losing the trenches. You know, I'm not – our D-line and our O-line is not performing – the way that they can and which is and then it leads to our dbs getting oh our dbs have been getting toasted lately and Mm. it's like oh i thought that was going to be the strength of our our defense so and then people started questioning the coaching moves like hey how come Abe Mimi is coaching the running backs and i don't know why you know i don't get that I have I really no don't. idea why he made all these coaching, and then Santa Cruz was our DC, and now he's coaching linebackers. Like, I have no idea what the heck is going on. So, and that's because you know Trent is basically like his son, his his son as well. <laughs> right. Like, basically, in like the yeah, way their yeah, families yeah. are. That's how close they are. Where Trent is like a son. Uh, it's, it's like two of his sons are the the coordinators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's commonplace in Hawaii, right, to have the the nepotism thing. But also, like I'm saying, this is why accountability is so important. And we we turn a blind eye to it so often because we, in Hawaii, allow things like, oh, this person's in charge. Of course they're competent. Of course they're going to be able to do it. Like, we just trust. And especially from the mainland, we just trust you for some reason even more. Um, But that's just – that's the local mentality as well that um, will – I, I think we all expected all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, to be better than what they've shown yeah. in, in both games. Yeah. So I, I think we're all looking for, to see improvement in all three phases. And mm-hmm. there's no better time than this weekend in, in Corvallis. Yeah. I think this we will be need, a good time. Yeah. We need that momentum to go into conference play, man, because we got mm-hmm. the Spartans coming in the week after. That's going to be huge game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need the momentum, man. So uh, we'll see. played 11 times. I was running how many times. I, man, we played them 11 times. That's, 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 that is a lot for it – it, to me, it is like they are kind of a, a rival in a way because we played them so often. We recruit against them so much. And a lot of kids from Hawaii, even if you don't play sports, a lot of kids go to Oregon State. So we have a lot of that. Oregon State connection to the islands, so I think that's you know just like UW, right? Like, and those are always the worst ones. I'm just kidding, Ben, but you know all those UW <laughs> grads that live in you know are from Hawaii, and we have overlap, and you know that's one of those schools that has a strong alumni base. So it's always better to be Oregon State because you know you're going to run into a, a Oregon State uh, um, alum at some point in Hawaii. Uh, one thing again, too, Cameron Lockridge has to sit out the first half. He had that like helmet mm, to helmet, right? Right. Um, which was kind of bad. And and I, it's not a thing, too. There's a difference, too. Some of these kids need to know this to be being physical and being like aggressive and doing it like within the bounds. Because I love the, 
that's what I mean. I love the aggression. That's why we don't, we can't, it's hard to turn down the spigot when you start like that. And we started so fast. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. my coach, I remember in college one game playing like our rival and we went up so early in the game. I remember my coach telling us to calm down. I remember I was pumped. Like, yeah, I had like a good yeah, score or something. And I remembered why, because what goes up must absolutely come down at some point. And it, when it comes down, you can't keep up that same level of intensity. It's impossible. Like your body can't even keep it up. And that's when your opponent, and obviously Portland State was taking advantage of that. They're like, okay, this team is all of a sudden letting us back in this game. And I think we, we saw that. And, and, and it's hard. It's about gauging your, your energy level. It's about gauging. It's like a marathon, right? Running the marathon, you cannot sprint the whole way. You have to pace yourself. So I think if we do, we are still learning. So anything could happen. We could win by – I think that we could come out and have a great game too. I mean, I, I think that we really could. And maybe this will be the game that we are waiting for to have against UCLA. Um, but, you know, I hope whatever happens, we just look a lot more competent. I, I feel like, you know, we're still trying to find our identity as well. I mean, I don't know. What would you say, um, Sean, in terms of like our offense identity? Does it look like we're coming? Yeah, I think – I think you see flashes like that day day run was incredible. Yeah, was cool. mm-hmm. It was nice to see the wide receivers, you know, get downfield, catch the ball in the first half. So, you know, you just, you see it. And I, I think we all want to see it for a sustained prolonged period of time, the entire game, you know, just put it together. Last I time just, we won, yeah. the last time Hawaii has been a Pac-12 opponent on the road. Do you know what year it was, Sean? Yes. Was that the Oregon game? Just 92? No, it was when we beat Washington State at Clinton. Oh, I was there. The Greg Alexander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so so technically, actually, that game, they're not counting that game because I think that game was a neutral. It was at a neutral site. Yeah. Even though, that, quest, yeah. even though that was field. totally, obviously, yeah. is the state of Washington, so – yeah. <laughs> I think it's BS, but okay. So it's not that game. It's the game before that, Shane, and it's not the game Sean said either. So it's it's after the Sean game. Let's see if you guys remember. After the Sean game. After the game you said Sean, you said '92 Oregon. So it's after that game. We beat another Cal. We, I almost. Oh, said was it, it Cal? Yeah. Cal. Yeah, it was yeah, Cal. We beat Cal. That was the we one. Cal. That was that the one we had all the punt returns and block yeah, kicks and, and blocks, stuff like yeah. that. So that was '94. Yeah. Literally. Okay. 94 was Matthew long. Harding went crazy. Yeah, Matthew Harding, the man. I saw him. Yeah. I, saw, I saw him in San Jose a couple years ago. I hope he comes back out. I hope we start seeing a lot of these, you know, alums come to come together. Um, and that's why it's important to have that continuation from even like Coach, you know, Bob Wagner's tree and all those guys. And those guys that we still see, like, you know, I hope they stay connected in some way to the program as well because that's going to be important. Oh, um. But yeah, I mean, uh, what else? Any, anything else before you know? We this program, uh, we are been pretty consistent with it, and I, I think we want to keep this going. But if if anybody wants to drop us a line, definitely you know, private message me or whatever. I know um, some of you have your own opinions and thoughts, so we would love to hear them. I know that on the Warrior Football Nation, if you're on. Um, uh, if you're on uh, Facebook, you would you would notice that there has been a few discussions recently as well. Um, definitely, when it comes to uh, the status of you know the quarterbacks or whatever opinions, people always mm-hmm. have opinions. Um, just saw a picture of uh, Gene's mom and dad. The jumps there at Oregon State. They're in the stadium, so they must have gotten in there somehow. Um, nice. That's cool. What else have people been talking about in there? Uh, somebody said Bogram should be on the should be in the box, not on the sidelines. <laughs> Maybe he just I don't because um, that con- on Rob DeMello when he had the interview with him. I'm reading it right now. He Bogram said he was going to limit the menu in order to be decisive. So I'm thinking. You don't need limit the menu. You need to bust out all your plays and mm-hmm. start freaking. You want Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, I was like, what the heck is happening here? I don't understand the the mentality in that. Uh, but 
Well, I mean, I maybe he that. figured for even for Portland State, he didn't want to like. Uh, yeah, maybe he show, doesn't want to reveal too, too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just that, keep it vanilla. It's it's yeah. I mean, I I just hope we continue to just open Work the playbook on. though slowly because yes. I believe in definitely like if we're a play action team, like play action should be like more a lot. Like I don't even think mm-hmm. it's like, it's probably like forty percent of the time. I don't know. I'm just making this number up. So don't call me. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, in general, how many times we run play action? Maybe once every series. So 25% of the time, maybe. I don't know. Maybe twice. But I feel like that should be – like, you see how Tom Brady is so good at it, right? Like, tonight, like, he runs play action. It's like, oh, my God. Like, you don't even know going to pass or throw. You know, like, you don't have to be at that level. But it's – it's, it's the, 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 the deception is going to be what, what – hits what gives our players the advantage over other players that might be a little bit faster, a little bit bigger, which really at the end of the day is what comes to, you know, and I played a division three and I, I, I think I could have played in any division, but I know that there's a difference. I'm not an idiot. So, and there's difference from Portland state to Hawaii to Oregon state. It's just, there's just a difference in at least size and um, speed, at least those things, you know, um, actually, speed, you can find speed in a lot of different places. But I think the deception would be uh, more advantageous if we ran it more. But obviously, I'm not defensive coordinator either, and I'm not a player. So they have to run the book at their own speed. I mean, so I just don't know what the book is. I don't know what we're running. <laughs> you know, it's like when we had June, right? And then we had Greg second even. And even when we had Chow, we knew what Chow was running. But that's because it was oh. like run twice. Like we literally ran up the middle. On every series, ran up the middle. Do you remember that? Literally in every series. Oh, every and then I it went. Was, that's why it was always did the. My cheer was run, <laughs> run, pass, run, <laughs> run, pass. But at least we had an identity. Top. At least we had an identity. <laughs> and we had Gio, Joey Osefa for a little while, so we could yeah, 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 yeah. hand the ball to him. Right. And I feel like at the end of the day, that's what Calvin Turner is for. And we, I saw that oh. the first game. It's like that run back that he had, that Sports Center top play, literally Sports Center top play moment. Um, that was amazing. a great moment, and it would have been Incredible. amazing with fans there. I mean, can you imagine? People would have yeah. been going crazy. It would have been like uh, Marshawn's run. <laughs> Maybe not that level of volume, but it would have got people that level of hype, I think, in the stadium to see a guy, you know, higher, oh. go across the entire field and still he was like, need to go 40 yards in one direction. So that was incredible. And, um, you know, we also have to, uh, you know, some of our good players get get to control the action. I mean, Jared Smart, I think, finally showed up in this game. Mm-hmm. Right. Marner. Marner's yeah, looking Marner, good, too. And that's the thing. He like, reminds me of another Kemp. He reminds yeah. me of Kemp. Yeah. The yeah. same skinny, tall build. Yeah, he reminds me of another Kemp. There's good oh. size with the wide receivers. I mean, yeah. They got a sure. really good size. So. No, they have great size. I think and then I saw right. Plenty. Kanoki is coming back. I don't know why he was. Yeah, he got he had a collarbone. He had a collarbone injury. Oh, but uh, my sister told me. Oh, okay. okay. My sister is like is her cut. Pinocchio. (laughs) It's a small island, so that's one guy I can keep my eyes on easily. Um, So I shout out his dad, obviously, uh, who is almost becoming part of the family at this point. I see that guy so often, (laughs) Um, but I know that, um, and he I didn't know anything even up to UCLA. When you guys were like, oh, Pinocchio's not on the, the three deep. I was like, or was it you? Somebody right. said that. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's here. I was like, dude, I just saw you. Are you cannot tell me. You're afraid to tell me or something. <laughs> so, um, no, no. I think, it's, I think it's great that we have him back as well because I, I love his, you know, his, his connection with, with, with Shevin as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that was supposed to be, you know, the way it was hyped from high school. Like, these guys could oh, do yeah. it in their sleep. They're staying with yeah. each other so often. You know, like, they got to start showing some of that as well um, because uh, this is their chance, you know. And now Shevin has the wheel. Shevin has all the reins. He's not in any, you know, major danger of getting his job taken away right now. I mean, he, he could lose it if he doesn't play that well. But I think we're at I a think place that there'll, there'll be a riot if Shevin gets benched. Like, I remember when, you know, Cole was starting, there was – people around you know at Aloha Stadium just screaming for Shevin you know <laughs> just absolutely screaming I, I, like him. I said so. I don't I think players all 
are like each other. Like whether you're a quarterback or not, like sometimes like pitchers get taken out of games of, you know, like Max Scherzer, if he's having a bad outing, Clayton Kershaw, he'll get taken out in the third inning. Everybody has a bad day. Yeah. It's like people come out, you know, and they don't go back in. At least in football, you can go back in. You can literally go out one series and then go back in. Most other sports, well, you cannot just go back in. But, but when you put them back in, are they going to go up or are they going to come down? Are you going to shake their confidence or are they going to have a chip on their shoulder? And well, that's, yeah, and that's on the player. Own, I mean, so. that's on the player. And I think that's why when it's been effective, it's, it's, it's got to be the right players. And, I mean, in the NFL, too, if they complement each other in some way that's positive where one player can do something that the other – and that, June did that all the time, right? Like Sean Woody Allen – had, Sean Woody Allen had like five of his own plays, you know, that were his right. yeah. plays. So it's yes. like, <clears throat> that's an effective use of your talent. And that's what I like about June because it was creative, but it was just efficient. It was like, I have this giant on my team. How could I use him in some way if he's not on the field? Like, like that one team. Oh, Portland State we played, right? They had a 6'10 receiver or something. Then they have one receiver right. that was 6'10. I was like, okay, if you can't know how to use this guy, he could be the worst athlete in the world, but you got to figure out how to make 6'10 work for you. you know? Jump ball. And he was terrible. Yeah. He missed the block. And then they were like, you know, was it Canola or something? They were like, we asked the coach whether he was an NFL prospect. And they were like, no. No, he is <laughs> But, I mean, look, everybody has something that they can do, especially if you're 6'10. you got to be able to do something effectively. Um, and I know we're the basketball guy on my team, uh, my college on the basketball team. I was, I never knew somebody could be that tall and be that terrible. Couldn't dunk or anything. Either. <laughs> um, but look, you, it's all about just winning the game, putting up points. So, um, it's, you know, coach Graham doing what we thought he would do. What about, what do you guys say, Shane? I guess that's your last, your last, any last? Oh, I think, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be couch, coach, coach. For sure, no, but, yeah, for sure. But expectations. Uh, expectations. That's what. That's yeah, I'm not really thrilled with the coaching right now. Like I always tell you guys, I, I think our caliber of players and our talent level is on the same playing field as the Fresnos, the San Diego State. So it, a lot of it comes down to coaching and like how you mentioned, using your talent to your advantage, and like. And I don't know if this is off top, but what irritates me, because he's supposed to have the fast tempo offense. So you know how they mm-hmm. do the no huddle, but mm-hmm. they still go and then they yeah. look to the sideline mm-hmm. and they take, you guys might yeah. as well just huddle. Yeah. yeah. Run the play. It's supposed to be fast paced. I hate when they do that. <laughs> like, why do you guys keep doing that every time? It's like, the muddle huh. huddle. Yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to shout out to Cortez Davis because I saw. He had gotten engaged. He posted a video. He got engaged to his uh, longtime high school girlfriend this past weekend. Shout out to Cortez Davis. Oh, and shout out to Mackenzie, man. I, I know you guys probably oh, yeah. all talked about it a lot, but that was a very, very inspiring performance. Really? And, like, from once you're from Hawaii, you, you, they all cheer for you. So shout out to Milton, man. That was impressive. That's about the desire. It goes back to a desire. If someone tells you that's something you can't do, it's really up to you to say, yes, I can. It really is up to you. Yes, totally. And I can't, I can't say that anymore like about how our success as UH football is right there in front of us, that we are good at stuff that we are good at. We don't have to be the best at everything. You need to be the best at what we're good at. And we have a lot of things that we're good at that I, I think make us an attractive place to come to and make us a place that other that coaches want to come to. And we had that. We've always had coordinators even that were experienced. So it does seem a little bit of a drop down, I have to admit, to have not only people that don't have experience, but the coaches' sons really are the, are the two coordinators. And they that that's a lot of pressure because they have to do well like we're not an incubator for for assistant coaches you know like that's mm. that's not what hawaii football is and that's that's not what it should have it should never be brought. and i'm not saying we're being reduced to that but it feels that way when you know people have never had those jobs before are doing it at division one level right off the bat you know mm-hmm. so that I understand, I understand the worry and the frustration because I and that's the thing too. I expected like to, what Tulsa was running against us when they slaughtered us in the Hawaii Bowl. Like I remember that day very clearly. 
it was like they scored on like every possession basically and i was mm-hmm. like oh todd graham was the coach of that team i guess that's what his offense looks like and excuse me no i guess i guess we are still waiting for that so like we said <laughs> it's hard because shevin has had to deal with always trying to make a new thing all the receivers have to deal with trying to start new afresh and and work through a new system. And I'm sure it's not that much different than last year. I doubt they're going to go way off from last year, from G.J. Kinney to, you know, it's probably going to be very pretty similar. But we'll see if we can bring it together. Oregon State this Saturday. Uh, final word, Sean? Well, I don't – yeah, I don't think anybody's happy with, you know, where the the offensive, defensive, or special teams production. But I think there's still time to improve. and. Uh, Coach Graham will yell at you. We, there's lots of footage of him yelling at people on the sidelines. So, Go Bows. Get them this weekend. Go Bows. Lalo Go Head, Bose. any last words? Lalo Head, anything else? Oh, me? Besides no, Go, no. Go I pretty much said anything. Yeah, all that. Just <laughs> Saturday, man. Where are you watching the game? Where are you going to watch the game? Oh. Five, it's going to be 5 o'clock Hawaii time. Eight o'clock in Oregon. Um, it's on FS1, right? FS1. Yes, FS1. And then whenever we have those national televised games, always scares me because you know how we perform on those yeah, games. But right. That's why we need this. is This is a big game. It man. is. It is. Big this green. could be the chance. This could be the yeah. run. And like you said, we need to win that one. And you always say that, Shane. So let this be the yeah. one. But mahalo all those out there who've been supporting us and listening. Um, and have a great weekend of football, NFL too. I'll take you guys uh, along for the ride here at Hawaii Sports Fans. So check us out whenever you get the chance. For Shane and Sean, this is Wayne. See you guys next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Go Bulls. Yay football.